0: Good evening. It is Tuesday, May 9th, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post, live streaming on Facebook Live and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We'll provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg. I'm joined by two of my partners in crime. We got Sense in the building. What's going on, Sense? How you feeling?
1: feeling good feeling great good to be back in the house of post talking with you brothers about sports and all things sports let's get it and then the professor's
0: in the building to drop some of that knowledge what's going on professor
2: what's going on big Ridge? what's up sense man ready to kind of veg out and talk sports and just eliminate the world for a little bit so praise the lord let's go i
0: feel you i feel you shout out to our other three members that are out there, Jay Wills, Big Ed, and J3. J3 out there visiting Mickey this week with the family. Hope you're having a good time, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so this evening, fellas, we're gonna give him some quick hits. We're gonna do a little combat sports review, a little UFC and a little boxing. And then the rest of this show is all about these crazy NBA playoffs, mm. which actually ain't been so much crazy in round two. Got some good games going on. and some surprising as far as series records right now for a couple of series. So we're going to do that. And of course, as always, we leave you with our final post of the evening. So as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Please sit back and relax. Enjoy posts on the positional sports talk show channel. Yo, I know we gave him, some, we gave him a shout-out last week, but Kim Mulkey and LSU, they ain't playing, fellas.
2: <laughs> Not at all.
0: I mean, last week we talked about them getting one of the top transfers. She was rated number two in All-American guard Haley Van Leith, who was a two-time All-ACC first-team player. They followed that up the next week. By getting the number one transfer in the country to commit to come to LSU. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> and to another
0: All American, two time first All Big East player for Anisha Moreau, who was the National Freshman of the Year two years ago when she averaged it as a freshman 21.9, 13.9. Followed that up last year as a sophomore averaging 25.7, which was fourth in the nation that scored, and 12.2 rebounds, which was seventh in the nation, when everybody mm. knew that they had to stop her in order for them to beat the DePaul.
1: Man, it That's just ain't fair. Sometimes the rich get richer. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: so, sorry. Yeah. So now they got three All-Americans and one of the freshmen of the year, all-Americans and Fly J Johnson all coming back. Plus, they got the top freshman class, recruiting class in the country coming in.
1: The SEC just got a whole lot of more interesting. So
0: it, that is going to be fun to watch to see with LSU and South Carolina, how they work this thing out over the next two years, because this is going to be crazy. Basically, it's a two-horse race. If 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 UConn's former All-Americans can get healthy and come back, they can have something to say. But I think the athlete bodies that both South Carolina and LSU have are going to give everybody else. Real problems. I'm gonna need. knows
2: the 11th hour. He he knows yeah. it. <laughs> it's time. Brenda to does ride off. Mm-hmm.
1: Brenda Brenda need to go and do something because we need Maryland up in that arms race too. Yeah. Brenda does well with the transfer portal because she's been rebuilding
0: teams and making viable teams. But getting that elite elite top talent to not only come to Maryland but stay in Maryland. Brenda's going to have to maybe soften her stance a little bit about allowing some of these players to be more of themselves. And Cause I think that was the problem and that's why they ended up losing Angel Reese to LSU. Yeah. yeah so.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of talent right here in our backyard, especially that Baltimore region, man, we got to stop that. That was the criticism with Gary Williams and the University of Maryland. I know he, he got a title out of it, but he kept letting too many great players leave this region and
0: go to other colleges. Yeah, from from Baltimore to Northern Virginia. And actually, that even know from Baltimore to Virginia, because you got to go down uh, to for the Virginia Beach, the Tidewater right. area. That <laughs> yeah. region right there, men and women's basketball is thick and there's mm-hmm. a lot of talent that if you can keep the top uh, a good percentage of the top players here locally, you're going to be relevant. So, that's right. Speaking of ladies doing crazy things. We we, we gave the Oklahoma Ladies Sooners softball team a lot of shout out last season when they went through that season only losing two games all year, winning their second back to back championship and like the last three out of four. Fellas, they lost the best player ugly ever to play softball last year. And they're all American power hitter who broke the home run. Who, she broke the home run record. They're 49 and one this year. Mm-hmm. They lost one game to Baylor in February. <laughs> they're on a 41 game winning streak. <laughs> so that happened in the first 10 games when they lost the game. Hey, Hey. Hey, what what can you say to that? And what's Hmm. crazy about this, they they start their um, conference tournaments. All the big softball conferences have their conference tournaments this weekend before they do the softball World Series. This is the fourth time in the past five seasons that they've had a run of at least 40 games win streak. That is a dynasty. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean,
2: does anybody else try to compete with them in that sport? It's just like they just run away. I thought Stanford
1: had a squad, you know, at one point. What's crazy, the SEC
0: has out of their 16 schools in the SEC, they've got like eight or nine teams in the top 25. But just Oklahoma's just they just on this monster run. Stanford has had a decent softball team. UCLA, you said, have a decent, but the coach there and the way she's putting these teams together, they just dominating. I watched a little bit of them over the weekend. They were playing Oklahoma State, the Bedlam rivalry. Oklahoma State was ranked six in the nation. They trounced them, beat them three game, three days straight, easily. It was like it wasn't even competition. So, Mm
2: -hmm. well, it's a shame because you we seem to have a lot of top talent coming out of the women's softball area. I mean, is Major League going to step up and try to maybe have at least women's teams, Major League teams coming up, or at least a minor league system for them to be able to, you know, take the next step? It's a shame to have to graduate from college or whatever. And be that dominant and that's it. I mean, you can go to that's the it. Olympics, but I
0: mean, yeah. No, there are actually some there there are a couple of professional softball leagues, but of course, like most women's sports, they're grossly underfunded, no publicity. Most people don't even know they exist.
2: Yeah, so basically, they plan for the love of the game, but they got another. They got a day job. They got a day
1: job. Absolutely. <laughs> but but if, if 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 folks were smart, they would see the you know the um the fire that you know the WNBA caught and and try to you know follow the same suit with the women's you know with with women's major league baseball. They may be onto something with that.
0: It takes the right people with the guts. The financial capital to say, OK, I'm going to back this and I'm willing to lose money for a few years to get a lot of money on the back end to help push this forward. And that's all it takes, like any big business. So leave it out. There's no big, crying in baseball. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of somebody taking a risk, and, you know, jumping out there and put money behind. Uh, 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 league, the XFL championship, the first is this yeah. Saturday with our local DC defenders taking on the Arlington Renegades. It's Saturday at 8 p.m. on ABC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got The Rock and his business partner who put their money with their mouth is to help promote and revive this. um sports league and now yeah, season one was a big hit by all mm-hmm. accounts. Mm-hmm. They got good attendance in most of the and uh, there were uh, eight original um, teams and six of the eight got very good attendance where they were averaging t- over 20,000 people per game and, and here in like D.C., where they started the phenomenon with the beer snake and all that. The DC was averaging 30,000 mm-hmm. plus at their games. And the St. Louis team was averaging more than any of them. So it's a big cry from the other spring football. Uh, USFL that's going on right now. So it'll be interesting to see how, which one, which one of these two, hmm organizations can hold off the longest before they have to merge and try to become one.
2: Yeah. The interesting thing is the attendance is shown, especially in St. Louis. Does the NFL use the XFL as test markets for areas or cities where they had teams originally, but they took them out and maybe expansion could be in order as well. I mean, there are a lot of things to me. It seems they could use the XFL to test markets over time to expand their business
0: model. I agree. I
1: agree.
0: True story. True story. And, and you know, the, the issue with LA wasn't that the fans didn't support the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, not LA, but when they were at St. Louis, St. Louis, yeah. It's it was was the true. fact that the owner wanted the municipality to pay for his new stadium. And when they couldn't come to terms after negotiating for years on how much they were going to give him for the new stadium, they wanted him basically to foot the bill and say, well, I'm foot the bill. I'm leaving.
2: Right. (laughs) I go to a bigger market. (laughs) Stay tuned because that could happen here with the commanders, with the new ownership, because I know they're going to expect, if D.C. wants the team, they're going to expect them to to come out of the pocket because right now, i know snyder's going out but northern virginia was the leader in the clubhouse because they were willing to foot a lot of that taxpayer money in order to get the team to come to northern virginia so
1: well what on the street is they they've got some people doing some uh fielding so to speak talking with some lobbyists to see what they could do to you know kind of get the um city to uh fund the stadium and and get it out of federal um hands and back into the city's hands yeah they're trying to get the
0: land that rfk sits Mm -hmm. on back into the city hands because once they moved the football team out of that that reverted back because that's federal land Mm -hmm. but they had like a dollar a year lease on it from the federal government to use that specifically for a stadium now the problem is the climate in congress to get that to switch back that's going to be interesting so but notice what he
2: said lobbyists ain't nothing but bag boys yeah, 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 for that yeah, money. Yeah, 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 for that money.
1: Absolutely. If The price is right. Mm-hmm.
0: right. <laughs> so, yeah, but you definitely definitely right. And speaking about, you know, the ownership, you see that there's been pressure applied in multiple ways because they want to try to make this May owners meeting have the Happen. vote for them to go back on. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Indianapolis Colts submitted, mm-hmm. you know, a request to do uh inquiry on whether yeah. the <laughs> commanders yeah, went back door and tried to see <laughs> an, an, an,
1: andrew
0: of, a- <laughs> if andrew luck was willing to come out of retirement but he's since he retired under contract he is still contractually right. obligated to the Colts, so nice. the coats Owner and him and Snyder don't have yeah, that, you know yeah, they don't they hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's it.
2: to me, this is just a parting shot on his way out the
0: door. Yeah, it's like, go ahead and do this. Don't play around, so we can get this done and get you out of here. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yo, fellas, these NHL playoffs have been uh, some of the series have been, you know, back and forth. But what the Florida Panthers are doing to Toronto Maple Leafs, that just ain't ain't
2: Yeah, that's disappointing. I thought they were going to put up more
0: of a fight, man. After (laughs) finally getting out of the first round, after waiting all that time, they getting beat up by the Panthers 3-0. Now, all the games have been close. Game one was 4-2. Game two was 3-2. Game three was 3-2 in overtime. So they getting close. But they can't beat the Panthers four four games in a row. So, and I picked them too. The Maple Leafs. I did too. Oh man, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, when you have one of the best players in the world, you would assume he'd be able to get a game or two. Right. Right. But no, doesn't work out that way.
2: Yeah, hockey is one of them phenomena because. You can have the best player, but remember they don't stay on the ice. They they go in waves or or yep. or crews that come out on the ice for a few minutes at a time. So when your best player off the ice, you can get ran, and then, then you don't you never recover, in <laughs> the game Absolutely. is over. So it's tough. It's tough. Absolutely, it's tough. That's Carolina. why Carolina goalie. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, you get it's a high over. goalie, and it's yeah. over.
0: Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Uh, the Carolina hurricanes looked like they were easily handling the new Jersey devils after the devils, uh, tight contest in the first round against the Rangers. But the devils fought back in game game three to win eight to four after getting blown out, uh, by multiple game, multiple goals in game one and game two. So hopefully that can turn out to at least a six game series for the new Jersey devils. Um, but, uh, Carolina looks like they have the slight edge. Um, probably the best series right now for me has been watching the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars. I mean, these exactly. these mm-hmm. two teams have been battling um, the Kraken are up 2-1 to see a second-year team.
1: Yeah, do as well as they're doing right now. It's doing just,
0: their thing. Yeah. Following the path of the Vegas Golden Knights trying to make it to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals in their second season is just phenomenal. And speaking of those Golden Knights, they are handling the Edmonton Oilers, which have arguably two of the top five best players in the world right now on their team, uh, leading two one. And when when Vegas scores, they score big. Game one, they scored six goals, one six four. Game two, they scored five goals. Game three. Uh, it, I'm sorry, game two, they only score one. Game three, they score five. So when they score, they score a lot or they don't score at all. So very interesting. Some good series. So you got three of the four series, a two to one. So you're going to at least get them the games fives, possibly get the game sevens. And I'm sorry, Toronto, at least you got out the first round. You can be happy for that. But the season will be coming. To a bad for Canada, man. They, I was
2: about to say, just, just when it looks like they're gonna get a team into the Stanley Cup finals,
1: uh, yeah. they can't get but so far. At least hockey's you know, the the, the reputation of, of good hockey is back in Canada. You know, that's a consolation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all invented this, boy. Y'all did a good job. Congratulations, right. we taking over. You mm-hmm. you know that's how a lot of U.S. Uh, fans are feeling about the globalization of uh, basketball. So well,
2: technically, Canada been, been invented been been too. basketball too. Yeah, <laughs> good nation. point. Good point. <laughs> we did
0: take that too. So yeah. <laughs> Very good point. All right, let's get into these combat sports. Uh, I don't know if y'all even bothered to waste your time with the Canelo Alvarez. That was, you know. John Ryder, he got a big payday, so I ain't mad at him for getting the payday. British fighter. Nobody knew who he was. was uh, He he was the sacrificial lamb for Canelo to have his triumphant return to Mexico after 12 years, to be still in his prime and come home. and, And he punished John Ryder. Almost took him out in the second round. Floored him in the fifth round, but he survived. Had him hurting a couple of more rounds later in the fight. So it, it, it was an easy fight.
2: Yeah. yeah. Did he break a sweat?
0: He, he broke not. a sweat. I mean, Ryder was one of those guys. Ryder had a chin. so yeah. he And he was happy. He's like, yeah, Canelo couldn't knock me out. So that was that was his but victory to survive and get that big payday for that pay-per-view. So they had over 51,000 fans in the stadium. They, they had the boxing okay. match in, in the soccer stadium there, so. Nice. You know, that made a whole lot of money. Oh, for
1: sure. Cinco de Mayo weekend, too, in Mexico? Yeah. yeah.
0: But the biggest news of the week wasn't the fight in the ring, but it's the fight outside the ring about the potential rematch between Canelo and Dimitri Bivol, the person who embarrassed him last year and gave his second <laughs> defeat of his mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Canelo says he wants that to be his next fight and that's the only fight he wants and he's not con- thinking about the actual number one contender in his weight class David Benavidez who's a monster who's undefeated and all the reason why he isn't the champions is for stuff he did outside the ring he don't even want to talk about him because he wants to avenge his defeat against Baval, and Baval is very willing to fight him
2: mm-hmm.
0: But was like, if we're going to do a rematch, you you came up to my weight, and I beat you, and they said I was a bigger person. You weren't a natural life heavyweight. So it doesn't make sense for me to do this rematch at my weight. I'll come down to your weight, drop to seven pounds, and you put your titles on the line.
1: Mm. Shalom. That sounds like a pretty uh, fair offer. <laughs> and I don't want to hear nothing about that. Because you know what? What's the problem
0: with that? He could lose. He lose the second time? Uh-huh. What, what was he able to do this time? He lost, and he still had all his belts. Right. <laughs> Not this time. You lose at <laughs> 168. All your belts are gone. You'd have lost to the same man twice. Yeah. You bye, are bye, no legacy. longer the pay-per-view king. Right. Yeah. If he fights yeah. in the 175, which Canelo wants to fight at, he said, "I want everything the same. I want everything the same." If he loses the second time, he's just not a light
1: heavyweight.
0: Yeah.
2: Nah. So so then, what about the alternative with with Benavidez?
0: He he ain't messing with Benavidez. <laughs> he <knows> he'll lose. <laughs> it's a lose <lose-lose>. lose. <laughs> A young, 20-something line, undefeated, that could literally knock your head off. Yeah, him want no parts of Benavidez. Mm -mm. There's no upside for him to fight him. And, of course, that would be the fight everyone wants to see. Of course. Canelo and Benavidez. Of course. And Canelo is in his mogul stage now, so he ain't trying to do anything to mess up that, that bread. You One get destroyed say, by being and, and lose all your titles, you might as well retire.
1: One thing I'll say about Floyd, albeit they might have been like you know, a little past their prime, or he caught him at the right time. At least Floyd kind of fought people that you want, like you know, he gave you fights that you wanted to see, like the Kodo, the Canelo, the um uh what's the other cat's name? I forget. Delahoy is any fight, like he made it like where you tuned in because. I mean, yeah, he had a gimmick. He he wanted you to see him lose because he talked so much trash. But you know, he still gave good fights. These fighters out here now, it's like everyone wants to be strategic, and I don't blame them. But like, come on now, like what what what's the point of this, you know, these pay-per-view fights? I'm not about to spend 70, 80 bucks on, you know, a fight that I could, you know, see or easily see on HBO or ESPN.
0: And and they missing the Money on the trilogies. Yeah, if you're fighting a big fight, a good fighter, you can have two to three pay-per-view fights if you got two evenly matched fighters, or at least two where you can cash in twice before you're done. But yeah, they 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 taking the Floyd model to extremes, and most of the time, again, it's not the boxers, it's, it's the promoters. The
2: yeah, that's why they take all the steam out of it. So when you look at UFC and boxing on the same night, I'd rather watch UFC because you're going to get more bang for your buck. It's more entertaining. And like since just raised the point,
0: you're going to see the fights that you actually want to see. Absolutely. And before we get to the UFC, I just want to uh, remind everybody, May 20th, we do have one of those fights that people were asking to see when undisputed 135-pound lightweight champion Devin Haney finally gets the bout. He had to chase it. He chased it for three years, but now he's gonna he's gonna be the champion and fight former undisputed Lomo. champion facility Lomachenko. No So that should be Lomo. a good fight. And the winner of that fight should be able to set up a super fight against pound-for-pound for pound the former junior lightweight champion Shakur Stevenson in the fall.
2: The fights you
0: want to see.
1: The fights yes. you want to see.
0: I mean, it, it, it's all right there set up, and all of them have affiliation with top rank, so it, it, all that can be made, so yeah.
2: Okay, Big Red. so the, the stunning question is, do you think it's going to happen?
0: I actually think that Shakur Stevenson will at least fight Lomachenko for sure. If Lomo wins, he'll fight Shakur because Lomo doesn't duck anybody. And that's more of his size. My only hesitation on Haney is I think he's having physical problems getting down to the weight. He's getting a little older. Now I think Haney's now 25, 26 is getting that man body and I just think getting down to 135 is getting harder for him. So him moving to 140 is going to happen soon. It's just a matter, does it happen after this fight, or does he try to stay at 135 one more time to fight Shakur? Because Shakur talked trash about him after his last fight, talking about, oh, yeah, we sparred a lot. And I always got the best out of Devin, best of Devin Haney. So <laughs> that's easy
1: work. <laughs> Before we get into UFC, one last question, Big Rich. Like, where do you see Tank fall into this equation?
0: Tanks with PBC, I think Tanks willing to fight any of them, but Tanks only going to fight on his terms, and that's the stuff he learned from PBC. And Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney are going to allow Tank to dictate terms. They're the data ones that's going to have the belts. So I don't see it happening. All right. UFC 288. Like like Professor said, we get the fights that we want to see. Al Jermaine Sterling defended his 135-man title against Henry Cejudo and fellas. For somebody to be out of the square circle or the octagon for three years here we see it so who look pretty good he actually was in this fight and none of the fi- none of the rounds were just overly dominant but i do believe the sterling won three out of the, out of the five rounds so i agree with even though the decision was a majority decision one judge gave it to suhudo i think that was the fix Sterling won the fight, in my opinion, but I was shocked how good Cejudo looked. And mostly with his reflexes, um, dodging out of the way of punches and things that Sterling was doing, and his footwork for being out of the octagon that long, he was in good shape. So I think if he actually were to continue to fight, I think he could win the title back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the question is: Is his ego going to allow him to do that? And actually, instead of just getting a title shot right away, actually have to fight a couple of guys to get a title shot again. Mm. But again, the big story wasn't necessarily the championship fight because that was good. But was what happened in the post fight? Interview in the Octagon
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with
0: Professor Jay's main man, yeah. the <laughs> yeah, Sugar Sugar Shot O'Malley, O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. came into the <laughs> Octagon. <laughs> And told Sterling, "Man, if you if you show up like this against me, you gonna get your big, big. Yo, <laughs> challenge."
2: There you go. That's and the Sterling, fight I want to see.
0: And Sterling said, "Man, get out of my octagon before Man, I drag you all over this place." That's so,
2: the fight I want to see right there.
0: So Dana said, "That's the next fight." Yes. Uh, Sterling wants the fight to happen in September, so we'll figure out when they finalize it. But look for all Sterling to fight Sugar
1: Sean O'Malley. I'm going to tune in to that. That's going to be a heck of a fight. That's my dude, Sugar Sean. Man, thank, thank you, Dana. You give us the fights we want to see.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then the co-main event,
0: shout out to Bilal Muhammad, who's basically been undefeated for the last five, five years, but doesn't get the recognition in the weight class. He defeated Gilbert Burns in the co-main event by unanimous decision. Gilbert Burns just four four weeks ago in the last UFC pay-per-view. And I noticed something in the weigh-in when they were doing their stand-down, fellas. And if y'all can check it um, or ESPN Plus whatever, whatever, check it out. When they would, after the face-off, Gilbert went to sh- shake his hand and Belar was leaving. Instead of reaching out with his left hand, you know to stop him so he could shake his hand he like had to step forward with his right hand i think there was something wrong with gilbert yeah. burns right arm or right shoulder i mean left arm or left shoulder but he didn't want to let let it down and they said the winner of this fight was going to be able to fight the winner of the champion leon edwards and kobe Covington's fight for the title so i just think he th- thought this was going to be his last chance at the title shot so he went into the match injured. He survived the five rounds but after the second round he couldn't even throw his left hand. Wow. So I mean to see what these guys put themselves through and like you said if you're going to fight in the UFC which is the top MMA platform in the world you got to fight. You're not going to get baby. (laughs) And if there's somebody out there that the fans really want you to see you fight, you got to step up. If you don't
1: step up, they ain't going to take the belt from you. Basically. Ain't no holding out there. Bob, you can take notes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for all these, you know, separate entities, the Golden Boys, the PBCs, the top ranks, you know trying to control everything, we actually get some good fights going, but yeah, we'll see. All right, let's talk about this basketball.
1: We're playing basketball right
0: now. The Philadelphia 76ers are up 12 at almost halftime against the Boston Celtics. And fellas, if y'all have been following this series, it's 2 2. We we said last week Boston gave Game One away when they allowed James Harden to go off for forty nine and Joel
1: Embiid didn't play.
0: Well, they did it again in Game Four. Oh, they let James Harden Harden go for forty
1: two. (laughs) Lord went off. Now this was a backyard brawl, really, because it was like back and forth, back and forth. And had Marcus Smart been just a couple seconds uh, early, that would have been like an ending for the for the for the ages. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know about you, Sense. I think the reason why this series isn't 3-0, 3-1 or 4-0 is the fact that the young coach of the Celtics in experience. is not making good decisions down the clutch in the game. Did you see the end of game, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. First of all, they run a play. Jason Tatum... They double and triple team, so he's got to get the ball out. And guess who they leave wide open? Marcus Smart. So Marcus Smart missed the three at the end of the game that could have won the game. And then you run a similar play and end up with Marcus Smart again, shooting a shot at the end of the game in overtime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you got Jalen Brown,
1: it's About that much.
0: <laughs> who scored the 14 of the first team's 18 points in the first quarter. Only gets four shots in the second half and overtime. No. How that happened?
2: Well, yeah. it's easy for doc to help coach him. <laughs> 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 I mean, you, you see it. It's it, and it's a clinic because you know the the defense. I don't know what they were thinking. I know Jalen Brown owned it, but to allow for him to leave James Harden wide open, I mean, that's just a big mistake in that moment because even if mb back down tatum which he was gonna do you're just giving up two and that ties the game you still would have had the last shot to win the game if not it goes in the double overtime i don't know what they were talking about during the timeout, but one thing they couldn't do is leave a hot james harden open for a three-pointer and that's exactly
1: what they did that made no sense this is houston james harden we're seeing right now Playing for the Sixers. and hey, he if you keep bags. him out of
0: Vegas, man, he can actually do
1: something.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to see how Embiid, it looks like tonight that, you know, they're still, you know, featuring Embiid while still trying to let Harden go. But they're going to have to have James Harden be more to Houston Harden if they want to win, get, get past the Celtics and win the title versus it being the Joel Embiid show and everything just revolves around Embiid, and everybody else just gets in what they fit in. They need a strong one-two punch. So can Embiid's pride, after him complaining and crying about not winning an MVP, now he got his MVP, can he be the MVP and take a secondary role for his team to move forward in these playoffs?
2: Hey, look, I'm going to say it now, and I'm going to say it again. P.J. Tucker... His play elevates mm-hmm. a team. Mm-hmm. The Bucks, when he walked out the door, they lost something there. They and they never recovered it. And it's part of the reason why when teams bring it to them like Miami did, they don't have that guy that's going to be tough like that, that's going to get everybody galvanized. You see the other night when he got an Embiid's face? Yep. Just letting them know, let's go, man. Stop playing. You know, yeah. be aggressive. See, that's what Giannis is missing. That's what uh, uh, Middleton definitely missing that because sometimes he be in no man's land and you don't know what he's doing out there on the court. And they
1: suffered for it. And his words. PJ is valuable, man. Yeah. And his words, he's that dog. They needed a. Philly got a dog. and, And PJ Tucker. True story. True story.
0: Speaking of the Eastern Conference. But one of the teams that P.J. formerly played for, the Miami Heat. Huh. Can, can, fellas, can we be honest with the folks? Mm-hmm. Tom Thibodeau's a hell of a regular season coach, <laughs> and he's going to get the most out of an average to below average roster mm-hmm. yeah. where they're going to compete, and they're going to be ready when teams don't have a chance to specifically game plan for them over multiple days that's your coach. You got a young team that you want to build, that's your coach. That's a, if you're trying to win titles, there's levels to this. Yeah, he he, he not the dude. He ain't and spoke. Eric he ain't spoke. He's coaching <laughs> circles around Tom Thibodeau. He actually looks like he's constipated on the sidelines in the fourth quarter, like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. <laughs> I, mean, his yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, the The Knicks have more talent And they're getting dominated by the Heat. The only reason why they won the game was Game Two because Jimmy Butler didn't play because of sprained ankle, and they just beat them one eleven to one hundred five. Right, right.
2: Uh-huh. right. Was that sense that said that? Uh... Jimmy Butler plays like Paul George would like to play in the playoffs.
1: Was that you? That was me. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that, that's, that's the best analogy of what's been happening. Because Jimmy Butler, he like, y'all had a regular season. Yeah,
1: <laughs> when it comes playoff time, I'm coming
2: after your head. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's
1: how he plays. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love he don't it. give up. You don't. He don't take off for any play. Yeah, I love it. And – The key thing about that Miami Heat team,
0: they're starting two undrafted guards. They've got five undrafted players on their 15-man roster. Mm -hmm. They're developing players, and everybody knows their role, and all they do is do their role. And you know who they still got, Big ranch?
2: They got Haslam. Haslam. <laughs> he, the, he the secret coach. The mm-hmm. secret sauce. <laughs> and all
1: of that is a branch off of who, the Godfather, Mister yep. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's why Haslam is on the team. Mm-hmm.
0: To control. He's the leader in the locker room. Get these young boy, young men, under the Miami Heat culture. This is how we do things here. And guess what? It'll win. And you look, they say, ah, nah, they they might make the playoffs. But, you know, the Heat ain't going to get nowhere. Y'all realize the Heat lost the championship to the L.A. in a bubble. Mm-hmm. The Heat have eliminated the Bucks two out of the past four years.
1: Oh, yeah. That, out yeah, of that the they, playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. Last year, they went game seven in the Eastern Conference Championship with the Celtics. Late in the game, had a chance to win. So yeah, you, you you got a shout out to that organization and, and and Jimmy Butler, he puts that team on his back and says, Look, fellas, we're not giving up. Y'all gonna play defense, we're gonna play hard. And if I got score 50, I'm gonna score fifty tonight. But hopefully I only have to score 30. And y'all can give me a little bit. And bam, I need you to show up for at least three games out of this series
1: and well, we can get out of here. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, too. And, and keep in mind, they're missing one of their, uh, their sharpshooters and heroes out. And yes. they're still doing what they're doing. And they're also missing one of their um, bench players in, in the guard. that
0: Oladipo. Um, Oladipo. Ola Depot, so, yeah. Man, is he ever going to be healthy? No. Yeah. No. When well, your body keeps breaking down like that and you've had all those surgeries, it's telling you can't you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Which is a shame. Moving over to that Western Conference, before we get to Sense's favorite team, yo, that that, that the Nuggets Suns dude series
1: has gotten a real interesting. I gotta give Jokic his props, man. That dude, like he scores, he scores thirty in, with his eyes closed, and he makes it look so effortless.
2: Yeah, he'd be committing a lot of offensive fouls too, but they don't call it on hard, and I guess they're not going to call them on him either. But I give him his due, but the person I would give due to is Devin Booker. I mean, he's finally turning that corner, and he's torching people. He likes CP3 down? No problem. He's stepping up. It's not the KD show. To me, it's the Devin Booker show.
0: Go ahead, Big Red. Can, can we be honest again with the people? Mm -hmm. the Suns are playing better without chris paul than when they had because
2: things run through him and he slows the pace and i think without him um what's my man cam he does a better job at running a more efficient and fast-paced offense
1: he does yeah oh let's not let's not forget about landry shannon who came up big in game four yeah,
2: yeah, Andrew like, Shambh
0: turned it on, especially in the fourth quarter. Game long as long as they don't get caught in posting up people posting him up because he's too small. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the question is, and, and, and before we go on, because I Book is on historic store tag. Book is shooting mm. over 60%. Yeah. Yeah. And he's shooting jump shots and three pointers, primarily. He's rarely going to the basket because he's shoot he's not shooting many free throws. So the question is, can they keep it up? I mean, in order for them to win two games, KD and Booker had to score 85 in game three. And then they had to follow it up by scoring 72 in game four. Can they keep doing that? I don't
1: see it repeat of that. Though. I don't
2: know, but Jokic dodged a bullet. I thought he was gonna get suspended for motioning oh, the owner. The owner. Yeah, yeah, I thought he. If that was see, this is where the fairness that come in. If that was Draymond, oh, it would be man. bloody murder. You
0: know that. You but
1: know
0: if it wasn't that. the owner, he would, they, the fan would have got thrown out of the arena because all he, all the owner really had to do was Jokic grab for the ball, release the ball. Yeah, he, he holding on to the ball. He the pulled line. the ball back. It was like, because he wanted to give his player time to get up. Yeah. And Press. see, Jokic saw that the Suns player was not just down, but he was in the crowd and he was having trouble. So Jokic was trying to get the ball. and so they could uh-huh. Go ahead and get back up the court. So the, the owner should have been thrown out the game.
2: The owner was like, I own this arena. I own this yeah. ball. Get, get, get your hands off me. But they did throw one fan out because you saw him push Touching Jokic. Him. <laughs> Tap
0: him on the back. Right. I don't even think Jokic felt that. No, no,
1: no. That's terrible to yeah. get thrown out for that. Yeah, Right. So. But the answer to your question, Big West, I don't see a repeat of that. I see, I see somebody from the Nuggets stepping up.
0: I mean hey. Murray has been lights out
2: too.
1: Murray's
0: He's been seen. playing well. They yeah. the Nuggets need a third player. They need Porter. Porter Jr. They can call Paul Millsap or, or or somebody <laughs> to step up KCP. <laughs> right. Come on, dude. Yeah. Hey, he playing y'all, good defense. Y'all realize Jokic in this series is averaging 36 17 rebounds. Mm. And 14 assists. I mm. mean like Ab,
1: ab, <laughs> better pay attention. <laughs> I was about to say, like A-D. he's like he's scoring fifty three out there, like it's nothing. Man. Like, come on, man. Can I actually
2: want to see that match. I was
1: right? gonna say, Yogis can't see ab.
2: I want to see, see that. See. Oh man, I would
0: love. I would to love
1: see it. to see a Nuggets uh, Lakers Western Conference Finals. Me
0: too. I well, agree. well, you might get your wish because since I got to stand down. You said Lakers in six. I gotta stand down. Me, I too. See Lakers in six. It needs to happen. Lakers in five or six. Lakers they
1: don't five. wanna happen, they don't want to go back for game seven. No. I see the way I see it is I see Bron saying F that. No, we closing this one at Of dance. course, He better. Yeah, no, nah, we ain't like nah uh this ain't going That's six. That's what GOATs do. Yeah, we, better uh-uh. we about to make this five. Uh-uh. about to make this <laughs> five.
0: I can't see Kerry going out at home for one. Yeah, but it ain't that.
2: It's, it the, ain't rest the, it's the rest of the team. Yeah, but the rest of the team. Yeah,
0: but the rest of the team plays better at home. They they were ghost on the road. At least you are gonna have at least one other player step up. I mean, Clay been cold as ice in L.A. I don't know if he trying too much, you know, to press Daddy or whatever. But he been cold. And I mean. Wiggins, I still think Wiggins isn't all the way
1: there.
0: Uh-huh. His, yeah, his, his mind isn't all, all the way there dealing with the stuff. But let's talk about it. The cool, man that got $120-plus twenty-plus million dollars uh-huh. in the offseason was terrible uh-huh. in round one against Sacramento. And it's been worse <laughs> against uh-huh. the Lakers. Uh-huh. I mean, he literally gets in the game and either
1: throws the ball away or shoots a horrible shot that isn't even close to making it. And then whines and pouts about not getting uh, time.
2: Okay, can I be transparent? Come on. The way he planned, I actually thought D'Angelo Russell would be the one we would be criticizing by not stepping up and doing. So yeah, Poole is really disappointing in these playoffs as a whole, but certainly against the Lakers because it's like, like you said, he just looked lost. Like he' not even engaged. I understand why Draymond Green swung out. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And, and
0: I, what's crazy is the more and more he's acting like a spoiled, petulant child. The more and more stuff is starting to leak of how he's been acting all season since he signed uh-huh. that contract. And you and as you say, people starting to say well that's why Draymond did
1: him that way mm-hmm. and actually I, uh uh this morning Stephen A and I, I seldom you know you know give him props but he brought up a good point he was like the owner you don't think the owner knows this and you don't think the owners like <laughs> putting together something and like like let him know yeah dude you could be out of here 120 mil or no 20 mil like yeah we we ain't about losing here so you know, should they be sent home? Like I, like I, I suspect they will uh, on Wednesday. The heads are going to roll. Trust and believe that.
2: Yeah, I kind of feel like they should have gave him up instead of Cam Johnson. Man, that was my man. He...
1: <sighs> yeah, it,
0: it, it's funny. Jokic just went over to the uh, Suns owner and dapped him up in the pregame while <laughs> they getting ready to do the <laughs> shoot-around at the halftime report. But yeah, back to pool. Pool gonna find itself. Pool gonna make a lot of money. But Poole going to find himself in a Detroit uh, Pacers mm-hmm. somewhere where we we need to score, we need a young guy, so we'll take him. And he had a contract for four more years for, for a big body. Golden State Warriors, their lack of not having a big, agile body is what's killing him in this series and can we give ad props One, oh, ad the best player in the series and it's not because of his offense what ad is doing to go to state defensive wise
1: is sick tiring them out like the, that the way he played defense on curry those last two shots stayed with him the entire time
2: The game plan that they had for him yesterday actually started well, where they were pulling him out on the perimeter so that he was out of the paint. It was working okay, but then the game got late, and then that strategy didn't work anymore. So I commend Golden State for adjusting to try to pull Davis out of the paint so they can get behind him and get easier shots, but it just
0: didn't pan out in the end. And what that also did, because they was just basically doing pick and rolls instead of their normal flow offense where they're reacting off of stuff, that killed everybody else. Uh Uh, Basically, you had Gary Payton, who was the one who was rolling, or it was um, Draymond. So everybody else was just standing around, not doing anything. So when they needed Clay, Clay was off, and that also allowed the other defenders to be right up on them. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Speaking of Draymond, did you see that Magic Johnson no look move he did to go to the rim yesterday? That jump was a highlight reel. He faked the handoff, AD bit. And he went right around, dribbled around, and laid it in. I was like,
1: "Go ahead, magic, <laughs> Michigan State." Right. But One, one, one interesting uh, point that I didn't even know that um, inbounds play or, or one play that was ran that, funny enough, was called the hammer. Yes, yeah, because it was named after Darwin. Darwin <laughs> Ham, absolutely. That, <laughs> and that
0: was the that was the final play that ended like up in that play. jump ball. Yeah.
1: And then him like, oh, and then Braun like, oh wow, y'all y'all running this for real? Okay, well you here, you there, you
0: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got we got to give Darwin Ham some love because he, he he adjusted each game and know. he's doing this thing. And right Lonnie now,
1: Walker. He,
0: he, he came Lonnie from the Bucks too. Walker. Yeah, oh. and he's looking like that. He's actually making Steve Kerr. For Flustered by the adjustments or non adjustments that he's having to make, and the fact that the Lakers' length has really been a problem. And again, AD has been the best player in this series, and it's not because of his offense, but because of his defense mm-hmm. of prowess, which has allowed LeBron to kind of take it easy through most of the games. And then in the fourth quarter, be more facilitator. If somebody else is hot, LeBron is giving them the rock and saying, You do it.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, shout out to Lonnie Walker for that, man, because he definitely was clutch. And a lot of fans, myself included, have been screaming for him to start playing them more. You got fresh legs, especially when Golden State was going small. You know, you got somebody now like that, that can keep up with from running around. And that's exactly what uh, Walker did. Yeah,
0: so I, I I think it's gonna go to six. But I wouldn't be surprised of it if the Lakers ended it in five. Lakers. But I think it's gonna to go to six. I think the Warriors are just aren't gonna go down like that at home. But I think that AD's got one more big time game. Not on defensively. He's got. He's been bringing to every game. But I think he's got one more twenty point game. And if AD scores twenty or more, Lakers win. Lakers in five. Lakers in five.
1: So.
0: All right, fellas. I mean, unless y'all got anything else y'all want to cover in the basketball or any other world yeah, of yeah. sports? Yeah,
1: so one other thing. I just want to get back to the Heat-Knicks series. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? Because it seemed like Brunson was like, you know, it seemed like they were clicking on all cylinders. You know, I know Jimmy happened, but, you know, they were able to kind of keep up with him for a while. But uh, what happened?
0: I think Spolster... After the first game, figured out a game plan against Brunson, and they literally have gotten real, real physical with Brunson. And he did turn his ankle, but they got really, really physical with Brunson. And no matter who's checking them, they're getting up in him, which is causing him to exert so much energy, and nobody else is stepping up.
2: Yeah, Randall is hiding an injury, I believe. He yeah. isn't playing his normal self, especially during the regular season. And I know he had gotten hurt early in the playoffs and came back. I don't think he fully recovered from that. And then, you know, RJ Barrett is streaky. And, you know, he just he had a good first round, but now it's kind of like, where is he? And yeah. who else would you would you really look at on the Knicks to really pull that team? They just quickly. don't have it.
1: Like quickly. Uh,
2: he right. He like Maxie to me for Philadelphia. He'll have some good games, and then he'll kind of just be another guy, right? And then if you look at, you know, Toppin, I mean, he can jump out the gym, but he ain't really giving you that much. And I know they got that other young guy. I can't Nick remember Brad, his name. Yeah. Brad, yeah. yeah, so they got talent, but I don't think this their year. And maybe they need to think about switching coaches. I mean, Nick Nurse and Coach hey. Bud are out there now. So Yeah, true, true.
0: Nick Nurse in New York. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Even the name sounds right. Yes. <laughs> Nick Nurse. <But> see, <laughs> see, this the
2: thing. This is the thing. See, I like legacies. I like the story of Unsell Jr. and all of that, man. But when you got quality coaches that are out there, man, sometimes it's just best to write that check and go after a top dog, man.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah.
0: I, agree. I-, I heard Nick Nurse's name connected with your Bucks. Professor,
2: that that might be an
1: option.
0: I would not be mad at that.
2: So, and shout out to Giannis giving his former coach love on that nice tweet he put out there today, thanking him for making him the player that
0: he is and all that great stuff. So that was nice. Yeah,
1: that was
0: dope. Yeah, Giannis is class. Giannis is class. He He is. is. That's why it's going to be hard for him to it. Have to make the decision to be selfish about his career yeah. because he's so loyal in the class. So, if they even have do part of what they need to do to keep that team competitive, I can't see him leaving.
1: Yeah, yeah. And last NBA point because I, I know we did give up predictions, but who do you see coming out the Nuggets Suns series?
0: I still like I still like the Nuggets. I think their lack of defense in the two games in Phoenix, their coach was adamant about that. So if they just play a little more defense, they got two games at home, all the heavy minutes that uh, KD and Booker are putting in, and then they got to do it two more times at altitude?
1: That part. I was thinking that yeah, that they The altitude is undefeated <laughs> playing in Denver, which is why, like you said, uh, Professor, uh, the last show, If if it's going to be the Lakers and the Nuggets and they got to play, they better start training with them uh, masks on now.
2: That's right. That's right. And I got to say Nuggets as well because, you know, DeAndre Ayton is just disappointing, man. He just – I just thought his career was going to, like, take that rise. But like I said, ever since Giannis and the Bucks took his lunch, man, he ain't never been the same. And then, you know, the Chris Paul factor, even though – I feel like Payne is better, you know, with the floor of that team. KD, he's got weary legs, man. I'm, I'm scared for him that the deeper he goes trying to make things happen in the game, he had another injury away. And then Booker, I just don't think you can sustain that high level again, having to go back to Denver a couple of times and, and pull those two on their floor. I just don't see it happen. I think Jokic... Is doing its thing and it's gonna
0: continue. I've seen.
1: Yeah.
0: So the Heat against Celtics. The Sixers. Uh, oh, And the uh, Denver against the Lakers is, is what I see. Yeah. In and the conference finals. Coaching matters, man. Coaching matters. Coaching matters. It does.
1: I was, and I, I told uh Big Red and I were talking about this in the uh, in the uh, in the pre meeting. I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm actually envisioning this like a replay of the 2020 Eastern and Western Conference Finals, where it was the Nuggets and the Lakers and the Heat and the Celtics. And then, you know, and then Sense. for the finals, the fight for 18.
2: Sense. The
1: Lakers and the Celtics. Sense. What? The
2: way the 76ers are just dismantling uh, Boston, I just don't see it, man. Mm-hmm. They they working them, man. It's just it, I just don't in see Boston. It. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, they uh, working them uh, because Tatum and Brown. I don't know if they're gonna end up breaking that up, but for some reason they just don't have it together as mesh. a tandem. Not to
0: win a championship, we've huh? seen it for three years. They just can't get it. We'll see, that's, again, coaching matters. M.A. and Duco squashed all that last year and had them playing the right way as a unit. They, they let him go for stuff off the court that really was nobody else's business. And now they've got a coach who's more mild-mannered and doesn't get after them. And both of those players are more easygoing, Let things happen. Mm -hmm. They need somebody to get in their face and challenge them to get the best out of them, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Brown, especially if he doesn't make the All-NBA team Mm -hmm. tomorrow, if he makes the All-NBA team tomorrow, then he can sign a crazy extension with the Celtics that he can't sign anywhere else. He'll stay. But if he doesn't make uh, second or third All-NBA tomorrow, then I could see him asking to be traded because next year is last year in his contract.
2: Speaking of Emay, is he connected with Houston right now? Yeah.
0: No, yeah, he, he, took got, he took the oh, job. Oh, he took it. Oh, wow. Ooh. So he got a young a young team that's got a bunch of more Ooh. draft picks coming that he can mold. So and, and, and
1: he's, 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 he's he said he 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 set the gauntlet down already in the press conference when he said youth is not an excuse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: professor go over there frustrated.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, y'all still got it, Nick man. Nurse. Y'all still got booting holes to choose from. Y'all going to be all right.
0: Washington <sighs> ain't hiring no new coach. They finally got rid of the GM, Tommy so they Sheffield. finally got all of that old GM people out of there. So they got to hire a new GM, and then once let the GM see the team for a year, then you'll get a new coach. Uh-huh.
1: <sighs> Holla
0: at Ted. Professor Holla at Ted. Hey, send Ted an email. I hear he returns a lot of them. Okay. True story. So, All right, fellas, it's time for our final post so we can get up out of here. Since, why don't you get us
1: started? Um, again, just good to talk with you guys. Uh, May is Mental Health Month. Um, just uh, the time just to focus on the mental health, making sure You know your overall well-being is right you know don't be afraid to uh you know express how you feel don't keep it in don't keep it bottled up you know check on your strong friends and just be there for one another
0: well said excellent point professor you up
2: yeah very well said and mine are, are along the same lines um Just stay prayed up, man. When you look at the world and things that are going on, man, there's no place that's sacred, no place that's safe. You got malls, you got churches, you got places that we just don't know when the next thing is going to happen in a school. People are wigging out, you know, the mental health, the attitudes, the the, the effort, you know, I'm going to do what I want type thing. It is really destroying our society. So for us, we got to be vigilant, stay prayed up, keep your eyes open. We no longer, y'all, can take anything for granted. No place is sacred or safe from people with weapons and guns if they just decide that they want to just end it all for themselves and for people. So just, just, just look out for each other
0: yeah and to add on to that the fact that there are uh segments of our society that uh continue to push the prol- proliferation of allowing people to be able to carry guns without going through any kind of process to get those guns and not only just guns but actual weapons of destruction that are easily modified become assault weapons specifically the AR-15 and those likes that have been, you know, the, the go-to weapons for these mass shootings, it, it, it is, it's sickening to me. So, yeah, be careful out there when you're in a crowd. Be alert. Be aware. Keep an eye on the young, one. and young ones in your family. And it's sad that you have to be that way. But you got to be safe because you never know where it could happen a quick announcement for us next week. We're going to do a special show and it's going to be our last live show for a little while. So uh, please tune in and check us out. We're going to try to get some of the people from back in the day, see if we can get them to pop in. But uh, next week will be the last live show for a minute for post. Uh, But we're going to come strong next week. We're going to talk about these NBA playoffs and then reminisce about the almost four years of weekly shows that we've been doing. So we'll see y'all next week. As always, we thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We'll be here next Tuesday, 8 p.m. for our final live show. Um, So please check us out. You can also download this show and our previous shows via our Facebook or YouTube page or listen to them on your favorite podcast platform. All you have to do is search positions on sports talk show Please like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. And, again, next Tuesday, 8 p.m., we'll see you. Be dead, be square. Y'all have a safe week. Peace. God bless.